Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 67. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, friends, I'm going to be answering a really common question that I get asked by folks when they come to train with me, and that is, can training make my chest smaller? And I totally get the desire to reduce the size of your chest, especially for folks who may not want top surgery, or equally for folks who are preparing for top surgery. And for myself over the years, I have definitely made my chest smaller through training, but here's the thing. It wasn't due to a specific training activity. So to answer the question, can training reduce my chest size? Yes and no. (laughs) Maybe not the answer you are wanting, but training can definitely make your chest smaller but it's only gonna do so much and here's why. It's because the size of our chest is influenced by like a few different factors here such as the amount of fatty, fibrous or glandular tissue that is in your chest as well as to some extent genetics. So if your family has a, a like a lot of AFAB people in it who happen to be large chested, this may be a genetic trait and you could have a larger chest yourself and this can influence on how much fat is stored in our chest. See, the thing is our chest size is influenced by the amount of fatty tissue that is stored in it because it's essentially our chest are made up of, as I said, fatty, fibrous and glandular tissue. Fibrous and glandular tissue, we can't really do much about. It's there and it's making up. It's like what holds everything together. It's connective tissues. It holds all those bits in place that do the serious things uh, like making milk for if you happen to get pregnant and stuff like that. But fatty tissue, which does constitute a very large part of the size of our chest, it can be changed and this is how training will change the size of your chest because when it comes to training it's the more active you are the more overall you tend to have a reduction in stored soft tissue or stored fatty tissue and when you train consistently that overall change in soft tissue that you can have that reduction in uh, fatty tissue does also happen within your chest and this is how you reduce the size of your chest so it is totally possible through training to reduce your overall body fat and therefore influence the size of your chest but as I said it's only going to do so much uh, uh, because 
gonna it's gonna reduce that soft tissue it's not going to change the fibrous tissue size it's not going to change the like glandular tissues and stuff like that and you're also going to be left with some skin as well if you had a larger chest but training can't be targeted specifically to your chest now i did a whole episode on this a way uh, a little while back episode 62 to be specific where i spoke about how you can't spot train fat from your body it's impossible that's not how your body works so when it comes to training, you can reduce your chest size, but it's not going to be because you do a particular chest, like say doing a lot of chest exercises like bench presses or anything like that. That doesn't actually change the size of your chest. I mean, it's going to build the muscle, you know, woo, which is great because if you're reducing your chest size, you know, most folks do want to have a more muscular chest, particularly if they're going to begin top surgery where they want to have some definition. So once their chest tissue is gone, they have a more defined or if they're a trans mask person or wanting to present more masculine, they're going to have that muscle definition there and that's going to influence how they look post-surgery, which is great. So there are exercises that will build the muscle in your chest, but those exercises that build the muscle in your chest are not going to target the fat that may be on your chest as well. It's impossible. It is not how our bodies work. You can listen to a whole episode that I did on it, episode 62. You can find that probably where you're listening to this episode (laughs) if you haven't listened to it already, but check it out. So in conclusion to the question, even though it's a yes or no, it's a yes. You can reduce the size of your chest from training, but there comes a point also where you can only lose so much fat tissue from your chest and then what you're left with is just the rest of the tissue that happens to exist there and you can't change that through training. And this means that even though you can have a significant reduction in fat tissue, you may still end up with a chest that is visible. It really depends on what your chest size was to start with. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, the amount of skin you have left over, because if you lose a significant amount of fat from your chest, that's awesome. Your chest is definitely going to get smaller, but the way your chest sits in a binder, the way your chest sits in a crop, that that is going to change as well. You can't get rid of that skin that we can have left over once we've made our chest smaller. And that is where folks who, if they're looking for uh, having top surgery or a reduction and stuff like that, that is where those changes can be made because they often remove a lot of that tissue, the skin tissue and stuff like that as well. And that kind of changes everything. So if you are looking at training to begin to reduce the size of your chest, definitely, definitely do it. It's awesome. It's totally possible. I did it myself. It was by accident. (laughs) It wasn't my actual goal when I started training, but just a neat side effect. But just be realistic and understand that while training can definitely help reduce the size of your chest, it may not meet those expectations that you have so it it may not end up making your chest as small as you hoped that training could and this is just something to understand when it comes to being active now in saying that there is definitely big possibilities for folks even if you have a larger chest so just because you have a larger chest and I'm saying you know it's only going to go so far doesn't mean you're not going to see any change and for myself when I began training I was a double d chest size now 
I know that there's folks out there with bigger chests than that. For myself, I felt that was quite a large chest for me. <laughs> and over time with training, I have trained my chest to a point where I have now fit a small sports crop. Um, I don't know what that size is in like Crody Fingers proper bras because I don't wear them. <laughs> I like to flatten things out as much as possible, <laughs> not lift things up. <laughs> and when I look back on it, I am still quite surprised by the change I was able to create through training. Now, as I said, and I've shared this in the past as well, I didn't set out to train my chest away when I started training. My focus was on building some muscle mass and building my strength. And reducing my chest size did just come as a side effect of training consistently. So if you're wanting to use training to reduce your chest size, you absolutely can. But remember, it is not based on particular movements or a particular style of training. Changes to your chest size are going to come gradually <laughs> and it's going to come along with the reduction of your overall fat tissue across your whole body. So it may not show up with a change in your chest size quickly. Just remember that because our bodies change so slowly and our bodies are also influenced when it comes to fat storage by where we have the most fat storage receptors. And for some folks, they might have a higher concentration of fat storage receptors in their chest, which means your body might be a little bit more resistant to letting go of some of that fat because it is where a lot of those receptors are. Most AFAB people or a majority of AFAB people, definitely not everyone, majority of AFAB people tend to have a higher volume of fat receptors around the hips and butt area. It's, it's what gives uh, that quote your fingers um, kind of a pear shape or that socially stereotypical perception of the, the feminine, quote your fingers feminine shape. It's just because that's where a lot of AFAB people tend to have the highest level of fat receptors. This is why we get that shape. Whereas AMAB folks tend to have a higher volume of fat receptors in their abdomen and torso area, which is why AFAB folks tend to end up with like that bigger belly, uh, what is quote you think is the beer gut. <laughs> now, this is not the case for everyone. And you may be someone, I myself seem to be an example, where I, I have lost a lot of fat tissue from my chest and it's it's pretty much stayed away for a, lo a long, long time now. <laughs> but tra consistent training, that's what does it. So it's going to be gradual. It may not show up quickly. It may not be the first place that you start to change shape from when you do start training, if that is something that you're looking for. It might take a while. I don't know how long it took for me. I, I didn't really take notice. And then one day I just kind of did notice, but it was quite a while into having been training that I kind of realized that a lot of those changes were happening for me. And I was someone who had never trained prior, like any sort of fitness training, anything like that, prior to becoming a fitness coach, just, just kind of, I don't know, odd to think about. <laughs> I didn't just go to training. I was like, I was going to be a coach. Why not? <laughs> but so those changes... I can't give you a time scale for how long that took and it's going to be different for each of us depending on how consistently we train on our diets and on just how quickly our body metabolizes energy and things like that. So it's a very individual thing, but it can happen, but don't expect it to happen quickly because our bodies don't change 
quickly. And if you do do something where you are getting those quicker changes, just be mindful that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be beneficial and it doesn't mean it's going to be lasting. So keeping all that in mind, the most important thing you can do is train consistently. Consistency. I cannot stress enough the importance of consistency in training over anything else. It doesn't matter how hard, like how long you train for, as in like the duration of each training session. It doesn't matter the intensity of your training sessions. It matters how consistently you do it. That is long term where all the change is gonna come from because you can keep showing up. You keep just slow and steady doing the thing, and over time, that is where it all happens. You can fuck the fitness industry with all their. F- crap about high intensity stuff I know I say this a lot (laughs) but it's because it's not true it paints a false narrative of how you can train your body how you can shape your body it doesn't have to be all out it definitely does not so be mindful of that just be consistent and whatever it is that you're doing that will make the difference and to be honest with you This is really how any type of change happens in the body. It doesn't have to just be focused on a fat loss goal, if that's what you're going for, or a a reduction in your chest size. When it comes to shaping any change, this includes building muscle mass, this includes building muscle strength, any of that consistency, and expect it to take time. I'm talking like at least two months of consistent training for a significant change to be visible in your body. And when I talk about significant, I mean a change that is lasting if you were to stop training. So this means that, I mean, really, you could drop a significant amount of weight. You could drop, say, 10 kilos in two months. It's totally possible. There's ways of doing it. They usually involve really restrictive diets, lots of high-intensity interval training and stuff like that so that you're using just a really large volume of stored energy. You could totally drop a big amount of 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 fat tissue and stuff within a short period of time but the thing is if you were to stop doing that activity you're very likely to have a big old bounce where not only do you regain any sort of fat that you may have lost you're probably going to end up with more and this is so common it's what happens and it's because it's usually following a practice that is unsustainable long term. If you can't do something consistently or envision yourself doing something consistently for an extended period of time, and I'm talking like, you know, for your life, because really when you think about it, being able to move your body consistently over an extended period of time in a way that helps you feel good, that is what is important. And long term, that is what is going to lead to the change. These high intensity, short term, drop this much weight in this amount of time, like 12 weeks to get your whatever body. It's like, yeah, that's great. You could do it, but it's not sustainable. So be mindful of that. You want to start a practice that is sustainable for you long term that you actually enjoy. Now, some folks enjoy high intensity training. Not going to say that they don't. It's totally a thing. It's for a very specific type of person who really love that sort of stuff. I am not one of those people. I know a lot of people who aren't. (laughs) And that is okay. We each have our own ways of doing things. But just be mindful. Quick changes in our bodies aren't usually sustainable changes in our bodies. So if you're wanting to begin using training to reduce your chest size and you are 
self-motivated. There are ways that you can do it. You have options out there, especially I mean, at the moment because of like COVID and there's like all these off and on with training and stuff like that. It can be a little bit more tricky, but I would recommend that you start by adding just some movement into your day if you aren't already active. And if you're self-motivated, that's awesome. You can find whatever way that you like to do it. It doesn't mean you have, it has to be anything high intensity, as I said. So I personally think it's starting slowly with things that are reasonably comfortable for you, that you feel you could sustain for an extended period of time. Time is in not the duration of the physical activity or the training session itself, but the extended period of time, as in, I feel good that I could do this for the next six to 12 months pretty happily and feel good about that in myself and it feels achievable. That's where you're going to want to start. And this is what I've found with so many folks that I've trained. It's, it's easy to think that you've got to jump in and just go all out. But long term, all the change that I've helped my clients achieve has taken at least 12 months for it to occur. But it has been sustainable. It's been an enjoyable process because people aren't feeling like they've got to do stuff that just isn't fun or it's too uncomfortable. Now, if you're not sure where to start or you don't have a space around you that maybe is affirming of your gender identity, of your sexuality or anything like that, you can jump onto our website and check out our exercise library. We have an exercise library. We don't talk about it enough. (laughs) There's like over 30 follow along training videos in there that you can jump onto and have a check out. I work you through a whole session. You can follow along to me, have a little extra Bowie goodness to your day by doing a training session that I'm leading you through. They are all low to medium intensity and suitable for people of all skill levels. And you could begin with like one or two of these sessions a week. You don't have to start training every day especially if you are new to getting active. Trying to put something like that into your everyday, it can be just a little bit intense. It can be a little bit overwhelming. So start with once or twice a week and you can pick those days. You could be like every Monday and Wednesday, I'm going to do a training session. You could follow along to one of ours on our website at our library. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Or if you don't want to follow along to me, You can follow along to someone else that you like on YouTube. That's fine. (laughs) But starting with just like one or two a week is a really nice gradual way to introduce a movement without so much pressure. So if you are doing our sessions through our library, don't feel like you've got to do everything. As in like when the training session, as I'm guiding you through it, and I say this in the video as well, because it's generally my mentality when it comes to training. Do as much or as little as you like. If you're feeling good about working up to the same amount of things that I'm doing, that's great. Do that. But you don't have to. There's no pressure. So feel really good about that. And that goes for any pre-made video. Even if they aren't saying it in the video, you don't have to do what the trainer is telling you to do. You work with where you're at within your limits and feel really great about the fact that you've even jumped in and you are doing something because that is freaking awesome. Now, if you struggle with like pre-made style videos, you could also try out our pay-as-you-feel live classes. I run two pay-as-you-feel live classes every week. (laughs) They are through Zoom. 
I know we all get a bit tired of Zoom, but it is what keeps these things accessible. They are every Wednesday at 6 p.m. and every Saturday at 10 a.m. That's Melbourne regular time. Regular time meaning not daylight savings. <laughs> I don't know what it's called when it's not daylight savings. Therefore, it is regular time. And that is uh, plus 10 GMT. Look it up. That generally works out. Most of our time, if you're like in the States or if you're over in Europe, our Saturday morning sessions can work for you. For some folks, the Wednesday evening, maybe, but figure out where that is in your time zone. We're on Melbourne GMT plus 10. If you want to try out one of our pay-as-you-feel live classes, you can actually see me live in person instead of as a pre-record. Wow, it's pretty much exactly like this. No different. (laughs) But you just get it in real time. (laughs) You can always try those out. I'll pop links to those in the show notes and also up on Insta. So if you want to jump into one of those classes, feel good about that. But they can be an easy way to jump in if you're feeling like motivation to do something on your own is a little bit difficult. And I get that. It totally can be, especially when you're just getting started and you're like, I know that this is what I want to do. So I know I want to do some training to reduce my chest size, but I just don't know how to do it. This can be a great way to start because there's no pressure. You're not having to think things up. You just follow along to the stuff I'm sharing, do as much as little as you like, and you're away. That's it. And it can be a really fun way. You get to meet some other trans or gender diverse folks as well. We have our crew popping into those classes and following along. When our studio's open, we even get our crew stay around and they follow along with me in the studio so you can watch a group of us all moving our bodies together. Now, if you feel like you need a bit more support than just a pre-recorded video or the Zoom class, you can always reach out to us and we can have a chat with you about how you could be a little bit more supported with training. See, we run our training online so that we can help folks like your lovely self all over the world to access some training from a trainer who also happens to be from the trans and gender diverse community. Zay and I understand what it's like for someone living a trans or gender diverse experience and the barriers that come with having a body that just doesn't represent who we truly are. We get it friends. It's fucking hard sometimes and the fitness industry is so gendered and it can be really tricky trying to explain to a coach who happens to be cis gendered or cisgendered and heterosexual exactly what your goals are or what you're looking for they just can't fathom it but we do we fucking get it we live it (laughs) so we are here to support anyone in our community that needs that extra help especially at the moment with fucking covid going on everywhere and just messing everything about we want to help you We want to give you something that's accessible. And don't think that finances need to be a barrier because they're not. If you're having issues with like work at the moment because there's so many lockdowns, so much little access to to payments and stuff, just let us know. And we can still help you because we don't think that access to spaces like this should be based on the privilege of having stable income or or you know access to finances this is not a privilege this sort of thing and access to spaces like this this is a right that everyone should have and we want to help you so it doesn't matter 
whether you are in stable employment or not, let us know if that's the case. We'll help you out, friends. We're not going to judge or treat you any different or give you any less access to things just because you can't afford it right at this time. So feel good about reaching out. We would really freaking love to help you, especially right now. This, All these lockdowns, all this COVID, all this stuff has been dragging out and we know how tough it can be. We've just gone into our, here in Melbourne, our sixth lockdown. <laughs> Snap lockdown. It was announced yesterday afternoon and it went into effect at 8 p.m. last night. Woo. So we know what it's like. We know the struggle. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you've, just because all this shit is happening doesn't mean we still don't have those goals that we're working towards because we all do. And lockdowns don't necessarily change how we're feeling in our bodies. They can sometimes make it fucking worse. So reach out to us, friends. We want to help you any way that we can. We'll do everything in our power to give you the support you need to help you start feeling a little bit better in your body with where you're at right now. And as you're working towards your goals, whether it's to just reduce your chest size without surgery or whether you want to work towards getting top surgery. But right now, when that shit's just expensive and you can't because we get that. Let us know. Yes. (laughs) So let's have a look at what we've touched on today. We have answered the question about whether it is possible to use training to reduce your chest size being that, yes, it is definitely possible to reduce your chest size with with training, but the changes that come are very individual and what works for one person may not work the same for another, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to achieve some sort of change by getting active and reducing not just your chest size but your overall body fat and that comes just as a byproduct of being physically active usually so feel good about that it's totally a thing (laughs) and we've looked at how these changes can be influenced by how our bodies are made as in our genetic attributes that can influence our chest size, how our bodies metabolize energy and where our bodies like to store the fat on on us, on our bodies. (laughs) Yes, that does make a difference. And finally, we've had a look at how you can begin to make those changes in your life by beginning to move your body consistently, just consistently. You can start with a short walk every day. That is where it all begins with one little thing. And whether you try out some training exercises from our exercise library, again, they are on our website, or whether you get in touch with us and look at how we can support you a little more directly, please feel good about that, friend. We're here for you. We want to help you. We want to help you get to wherever it is that you want to be with your transition, whether that is a medical or non-medical transition, because it's all freaking valid and it's all awesome. Yes. Now, you can find all the details from today's show in the show notes. If you're enjoying this show, you think it could help someone out or one of the other shows that I have done, there's a bunch of them now, please share it around. The more people that I can help, the better that it just is because I just want to help people. (laughs) And there's not a lot of people talking about this sort of thing, so spread the message, my friends. If you have any questions about this episode or you want to learn more about how we may be able to support you, you can go to our website at www.fearlessmovement.co. 
you can send us a message there. You can also jump in. That's where you can find our training exercise library. You can also try out our seven-day free trial if you want to see about how our online training through our app works. Or you can even join our at-home training program, which we started at back, way back, oh my gosh, it seems like so long ago, at the start of COVID last year. We've been able to help a bunch of folks in the last year and a half just get active in their homes. If you don't want to message us through our website, you can find us on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective, or you can go to Instagram, which is where we are most active, by finding my profile at the handle the.no.t.mb or going to non-gender fitness at non underscore gender underscore fitness. Check us out there. You can send us a message. You can look at what we've been doing. That is where you're gonna find most of our stuff. And until next week, friend, remember, you can shape your body through movement. And while it may not be a quick process, it can be so rewarding. So stay consistent and trust the process. Have a right as deep.